0: Hi, I'm Rafa Chua, and welcome back to So Far So Good, the socially distanced podcast. On this week's episode, we talk to Annie Lim Peng, who has coordinated dozens of relief drives and interventions serving different communities as a response to the pandemic, all with the help of her team of good friends and undercover agents in Dusters. This episode was recorded on May 15, 2020, and released on May 17, 2020, Special thanks for this episode to Jackie Chua, who helped refer us to our guest for this week. Music used in this episode is licensed under a Creative Commons Attributions License and features Hat the Jazz by Twin Musicom and Airport Lounge Disco Ultra Lounge by Kevin MacLeod. Enjoy the episode and remember to hold on to hope in the middle of these uncertain times.
1: And somehow, you know, all the energies come in like, okay, how can we help? You know, like Boy out, get up and go. And that's how it starts.
0: When we're confronted with bad news at every turn, it's easy to lose sight of the hope that keeps us going. I'm Rafa Chua, and I've made it my mission to share stories of hope in the midst of our uncertain times, to prove that anyone, anywhere, can do their small part today to solve even the biggest of problems. Welcome to the Socially Distanced Talk Show. Welcome to So Far, So Good. Many guests on the show so far have been part of organizations that take advantage of their organized networks and systems to push for positive change. This week, we take a look at someone who's taking a different approach to helping out. Armed with nothing but a social media account, a trusty notepad, a comfortable duster, and lots of good friends, our guest this week has raised cash and in-kind donations for various causes since the beginning of the quarantine. Here to tell us about how to leverage your personal connections to become a magnet for good is Mrs. Annie Lim Peng. So welcome back to So Far So Good, the social distance talk show. Once again, I'm Rapa Chua and introducing Mrs. Annie Peng. Thank you so much for coming on to the show. Hi Rapa. Hi. So before we start now, um, I'm sure that you're very well known within your own circles, but for our viewers who haven't heard of you before, who haven't met you, haven't had the privilege. Can you tell us just a bit about yourself?
1: I'm Annie Lim Peng. I have three kids. Uh, they're all working already. So now I have more time to do the things I like to do, which is um, what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, service for others.
0: So you said that you have time to do what you like to do now, which is service for others. And that is something that's so, so, so important now. In the time of COVID-19, during this quarantine, when so many people's needs aren't being met, so, when I was looking through your Facebook page, you know, when I was talking a bit, sorry about that, I noticed that you're involved in so many different things. You did a PPE drive, feeding programs, education, and so much more. So, can I ask, how does one person get involved in so many different efforts?
1: Maybe I should tell you how I started. A long ago, I was with the church, you know, in church or- Even in school, you know, you're in organizations and in organizations, you have your own tasks, your own outputs, so you all plan it yourself, right? Right. And um, through the years, you know, you come up with different projects, like for our church, we were in charge of West education, so i have had tutorials, different kinds of seminars. summer programs for the children but that's a task see so you plan according to your what you're supposed what they expect you to come up with something happened in church and la 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 and it it led me somewhere else so i was backing out from church and helping outside you know further further away from the comfort zone of this area so it, it was with uh, the Island, you know, during that typhoon, the Haiyan, the one in Leyte. You do this um, relief goods thing, and then later on, it will just lead you to something else, to something else, and it just lands on my lap. And then one day, this is the miracle that happened. I have to make it quiet about it. Um, it was the birthday party of my dad. I didn't know even it was. I didn't even know it was a party. He just says, "We're having dinner." Uh, I thought it was the usual, you know, Chinese dinner, one table family. It's a good thing I dressed up. I said, "Oh, why is the whole floor reserved?" He goes, <laughs> "My, it's my 80th birthday." I said, "Since when were you 80? You're only 78." So he, he jumped two years. You know the way they count in Chinese. And suddenly January, and you're like two years older or something like that. So I was there talking to. I was assigned to a table of. Uh, foreigners and they were asking me about what I do so I said all right now I'm uh, taking care of this island far in the near the Pacific Ocean uh, a lot of kids there don't study because there's no school and you know they have their hair is white not that dirty soy but it's really a malnutrition it was considered the most malnourished barangay in the whole Philippines and so uh, somebody asked me Do you want to help me with this um, group of people? So I said, Yeah, so that's what I was busy doing. I was concentrated on that. And I don't know why, while I was talking to to that person, something flashed here a picture of someone, okay? A a certain group. And I said, Oh, why should I be thinking of them when I have my own um, work to handle, the one in that island, right? I said, this is really weird. It's really strange. It's like someone saying, no, you have to help these people, you have to help these people. And it, here, you know, I have spine problems and my pain that shoots up to my head is right in this spot. So I don't know if it's a miracle, if it's uh, whatever they call it. Yeah, I would like to believe it's a miracle for me, huh? Uh, why in that spot where all my pain is, because my, my pain shoots down to my legs and to my head because of my spine, I've had some surgeries already. So I didn't mind it and then the days after, that group of people uh, messaged me about an event and eventually it led to, I'll visit you and let's talk about the school. Uh, this, the school is in, all the way in Camarines in the mountains. And then, I was only going to offer her like, oh, let's, let's help your teachers, you know, something like that, as simple as that. And I don't know, while I was talking to her, I said, oh, let, let's, let's, let's put together some friends of mine who are teachers, and we can do a seminar for your school. And so I was here in my laptop, talking to her, and then I messaged her friend, hey, do you have a seminar for teachers? <laughs> and <she> goes, <laughs> You know, just as casually as that. You know, I reconnected with my former co-teachers in La Salle Green Hills, because we were teaching kindergarten there. She goes, Nan, let's call contact another person. <laughs> and she goes, Yeah, let's let's give them a seminar. I said, No, I want them just to go to you, you know, the easy way out. She goes, No, let's give them a seminar. And like in 20 minutes, we had the core group to have a seminar for them. I said, that's kind of too easy, right? Huh? But they started crying on the phone. They called me up and said, Why are you crying? Why are you crying? Because, Honey, it's like for two years, I've been very uneasy, um, don't know what to do with my life. And you call me at the right time. And he said, Is that a miracle or something? Like something as like this comes up in just less than 20 minutes. So that's miracle number one. And so I was telling the, the missionary in front of me, Okay, we have a seminar, Then she was talking about the roof, it's leaking, it flew away, you know, all these problems. And I go, you're going to raise funds for the roof, but your ticket's only 50 pesos, 200 pesos. How can you raise funds for roof at the roof and all this materials? So out of the blue, me and my big mouth said, let me help you. I said, ah, what did I just say? It's like I wanted to swallow my tongue. I said, what did I just say? But then that's how it started a miracle after a miracle and I said Lord if you're gonna make me do this you better provide because I'm home most of the time Um, I go to therapy for my spine so practically my day is half day gone because of therapy therapy almost every day either at the clinic or at the gym so I say how am I gonna do this sometimes when I don't feel well I'm just in bed I don't know why everything that happened God provided and actually there's more stories. It'll take maybe another show for all those little miracles. But that's how it started. It evolved. And then focus on education. But when there's a calamity that comes in, you know, either a friend will call or as with Father Devesa in giving servants would say, Hey, let's do this. And somehow, you know, all the energies come in, like, okay, how can we help? You know, like voice out, get up and go. And that's how it starts. Every project, that's how it starts. I never planned it anymore, unlike before. I let God take over. Like is this is what He wants me to do. I'll do it. But he has to help me provide, <laughs> and sure enough, he provides at the right time.
0: Wow, that's an amazing story. I think that what what really gets me about it is you were never able to say no to any of this, right? It was just coming at you, and you're like, "Yep, let's get it." It's no
1: choice, like no choice of religion. if you see and if you feel that they're helping the poor people why should religion stop you right christian buddhist any whatever you're all helping each other because it's humanity that you're helping
0: you were talking about how you know now things just seem to flood in you get so many opportunities to work with different people to help with different calamities i And when I was first introduced to you by my tita, uh, she described you as someone with a magnetic personality that somehow you're able to connect the resources that people are willing to give and the people and communities that need them the most. So I just want to ask, in your opinion, how do you think, how do you do this? How do you get so many people to be willing to reach out to you and to connect to you? I don't
1: know. It just happened. Maybe, Maybe I kept friendships from before. Uh, I don't really like going out in groups, you know? Mercada, friends, you no. But when I'm one-on-one with a person, you make a mark and you with them. So maybe 10 years from now, 20 years from now, you're remembered. So maybe it's like that. So I have students from 34 years ago who remember you and go, Miss Ma'am, yeah, I can help you. You know, through Facebook, thanks. Thanks to Facebook, you know, we're, we're still connected. So somehow, someone will get touched by your story. Not everyone will. Like if you... like I remember for Christmas, if you, if you tag 1,000 people or 2,000, if only 80 people or 70 people will reply to you, I'm happy now. I think each person has their time to donate. It's all from the heart. That's why many people say, sorry, Annie, I can only give this much. And then I will say, you know what? That much is so special because it's from your heart. It's not because you're giving me because you're so embarrassed. You know? I'm happier with that amount that's from the heart than from a company whom I don't know will give you a big amount, but they want a receipt. That's how it works for me. That's why I'm so proud of each and everything we accomplish because it's a collaboration with so many people who are giving from the heart. I don't have big time donors, you know. No, 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 no big big time. These are all ordinary people who want to share. Even the daughter of Mayaya, who's like my little sister, she's now in Spain, and she gave a donation. I I was so shocked. I said, no, 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 you keep that money, you need that. Cause no, because without you guys helping me before, I wouldn't have studied. So they know how to give back.
0: Uh, what have you been doing recently or what have you worked on recently uh, ever since the quarantine started? Because you mentioned that you got a bit disrupted with your education and outreach because of that. So what else have you been doing?
1: Well, actually, before they closed or they quarantined us, we were very active in Alpa Pasa. I was collaborating with Alpabasa, Tisha, Gonzalez Cruz, which is a Filipino reading program. It's uh, actually teaching kids how to read Filipino, for me, uh, in a manner that is very effective that the kids can learn immediately within just two three months. So we already started training some teachers for different schools, sponsoring them because the whole package costs a lot. It's made one by one for them. Take materials for kids to touch, to, to to do everything, their activities. It's a manual for the teacher because usually be teachers in the provinces, what they lack is exposure. Now we have many talents in the provinces, especially in the far-flung places. But the problem is the exposure. They don't see how Uh, Other schools, let's say in Makati or these uh, international schools, are teaching. So this uh, teacher put a group of teachers together think uh, thought of a way like, how are we doing in each aspect, like the way they pronounce the letter, the way they blend the letters, the materials used, the songs used, put it all together in a whole package and it comes in a manual. So the teachers will not have to think anymore, for starters, how to teach it. Saturday, I remember we had a seminar for a poor school in the province. Then Monday, I said, oh no, production already started and it was cut in the middle. And then suddenly a friend goes, "Annie, uh, Frontline Feeders needs, you know, food. And I said, oh, tamay, tamay. We had We did Batangas also. So I said, okay, let's send rice, ingredients, soy sauce, vinegar. So we donated them to different restaurants. Okay, cook, cook, cook for different areas. Then Healing Servants Foundation had this program that they'll be cooking for the checkpoint soldiers because everyone was concentrated on feeding the doctors, nurses, health workers. And so wait, hey, we forgot the checkpoint soldiers. They're all under the sun. So we concentrated on that. So, you know, everyone helping out, out of the blue. Someone who sees my post will say, "I'll take it, Tita Annie." I'll take it, Tita Annie. So we have different groups taking it. Sometimes I can't keep track. No? I just have, see this. I survived Don't scratch paper. That's how I survive. I just check cross. Okay, done, done, done. You know, it was really hectic during the first month because everyone. It was unexpected, right? But now it's lighter. No? I think the hospitals have their system. Okay, no? not as hectic as the other ta- last month when. The moment I wake up, sometimes I, I haven't even brushed my teeth yet. I'm answering so many people and then I said, Wait, I haven't brushed my teeth and it's already after, you know, <laughs> after lunch now. It's <laughs> like 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Because if you don't reply immediately, you might lose that person who wants to help, right? And then right. you connect right away. Or, I need cloth, I need this, I need that. So from food, it went to PPE. I didn't have intentions of going that far, really. It just happened. We thought we'd just be stuck with food. Then later on, my friend goes, I have cloth. And then one goes, I have this, I have this, I have that. And then they put it all together. Then another group goes, Tita, do you have cloth? Okay, wait, my other friend has cloth. Okay, here, here, here. Later on, it was like a a call center who has cloth, who has garter for the the face shields, who has foam. So then later with um, Doctora G, uh, GDC, so we needed dormitories, kitchen, pillows. But it's just amazing how people got together to help. Some I only met them online, and now we're good friends. You know that kind of feeling. Some people, some people say, whose fault is it? Say, it's a plague. It's no one's fault. But if everyone helps, it's masaya. I mean, it's so touching. Like sometimes we're not iiyak like guess what? I got something like this, and the one I'm talking to were both crying <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> but it's you know with like uh, the doctor, doctor Pakira, and so we're both tearing, Like guess what? We found this, and it was kaka no. I said, ay napa. It's it made it made people closer to each other. Maybe learn to appreciate what helping is.
0: I think what is so beautiful about what you shared is that the experience of service hasn't just been work for you or the people you've uh, done it with, but it's been a deeply emotional experience and maybe even a deeply joyful experience. And I remember when I first reached out to you online and we were chatting on Facebook, so another person you just met through Facebook,
1: yeah. you mentioned <laughs> that
0: it's so important to have fun or to find happiness when you're doing acts of service. I
1: think you cannot do service your if you're not happy with what you do. When you're forced, we will not make a way to do it. We have friends who cannot help because they don't have the means to help in terms of cash, but because they have that eagerness to help, they help me look for people who can help. See, there, there are so many ways to help. Don't think that just because you're not rich enough, you cannot help don't think you don't have a salary, you cannot help. That's what I also teach the, the drivers and the helpers. You cannot help, but if you help me pack this up on your free time, like instead of sleeping, siesta, we would wrap up things for the province, like the books, the uh, school supplies. Sometimes it takes the whole day, wrap it in boxes or toilet bowls, anything. The fact that you're doing it happily is the joy already. It's giving already. There's this group of bankers. They're so cute. Um, they had a Christmas party, and at that time, we were building a school, a small school for the in the in the mountains for the Aitas, and they wanted to give more. It was a Christmas party, and everyone says, "Oh no, we'll be sad just to share." You know that mentality. Should giving gifts be, should we go hungry, so we should help the poor? It, it doesn't have to be that way. But because they really wanted to share, how cute they had a, it was like an auction, but it was um, a karaoke auction. <laughs> Each one would put money on the table. So when the mic's with you, the people will say, uh, I pay you, let's say 200 pesos, you have to sing. And then if you don't want to sing, you say, I'm going to match you and raise you so I will not sing. So they were able to raise a sizable amount to give. And they said, hey, that's kind of cute. I mean, they really wanted to give in a happy
0: way. I want to go to my last question over here, because you have mentioned that you're a big advocate for education, you love to teach other people things. So hopefully we can make this into a teaching moment. No? What advice do you have to anyone who's looking to start their own donation drives or efforts during this time of COVID-19?
1: They must have the correct objective. If you do it for business, you're going to be divided in decision-making. So if your goal is to make money, that should be your goal. If your goal is to do to really help people, that will be it. that should be your goal. If your goal is different, and then your actions different, you will end up not to be transparent. You will not be giving to the people who deserve it more. You will not have the right attitude during the work. So first, you have to decide what what is your goal. If it's to give uh, work to people and to make PPEs. But then, you want to have a certain profit margin also. It, it's hard. because right now, you know, they, they want the lower, lowest price for the correct PPE. But first, it's really the heart. Where is your heart? And who are you going to help? It has to also be your interest. If it's not your line of interest, like you don't know anything about sewing, you don't even have a factory, you don't have a manalahi, you have what? it's hard to get into that. So you have to look, where is your interest? Where do you think you'll be effective? I found myself effective in this because I couldn't be in the kitchen. I would love to be in the kitchen. But because of my spine situation, I couldn't do those things. So I said, oh, I'm good at shout outs. So let's do this. And then I have, I have very good friends, uh, under, we call ourselves the uh, undercover COVID agents, in dusters, <laughs> because we're very dusters the whole day. <laughs> with healing uh, servants, Lucy Lee and Joy P and Father in said, we meet up and said, oh, this hospital needs this, needs that. And so we work together. They have the connections. and tell you, if you need the cheapest things, look for them. <laughs> They're better than So everyone ha- should have the same goal. Our goal was to find cheap price, good quality, and a lot of donations this time, it's not in Kasha. Uh, my student in RockEd, let's say uh, Gang Badoy Kapati. Gang, I need this. Another friend, Meng Charmaine, they had the 95s. Then Tita Evelyn Singson, they had PPEs. Another one, Shumart Foundation, Debbie C. Dorothy Howe. Juntenado. My other friend Rafi Garcia, they had boxes. Oh, Johnny Lightning for the Helping Hands speech. So I, I said, you know, like you have friends in each one of them and they'll say, Oh, I'll do this for you. Like I was telling you a while ago, like if you cannot give cash, you look for you you look for what what talent you have, right? And so I have this friend, she's very young, she's I think your batchmate in Ateneo, Tiffany. And she's very good with sourcing also. So she helped me source a lot of materials. And at the same time, in other materials, she'd say, oh, Tita Annie. And I know someone who wants to pay for that one. She was such a big help also. So those helping me, I have young ones, old ones. And it's so cute when I get messages like, Tita, I got inspired. I want to help you also. You get something, you get so excited. You don't even want to sleep. Sometimes 12 o'clock midnight, Why aren't you sleeping? No, I have to reply Because you're so excited to accomplish it Know what you're good at Do it for the right things Then everything will flow
0: I love how all of it comes down to two very simple things So with that, it's a very rainy day today It is pouring outside Um, I'm actually beside my window now I can't see outside It's very strong But thank you for bringing us a ray of sunshine in these times It's good to know that there are people out there who are willing to help lead others in helping and to have fun while doing it and i think that's something that a lot of my listeners could learn from so uh mrs annie lim Peng, thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much for your time thank you for being on the show it was a pleasure having you and to everyone listening thank you so much for tuning in to so far so good we'll see you next week